gentlemen, welcome back to the Being Husband podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan West, bringing you guys another episode here. Thanking you all so much for being a part again of what it is that we're doing to call up men to be leaders in their communities, uh, present fathers to their children, and strong husbands to their wives. Guys, this is a tall order to be a man, but I think it's one that is necessary in the world that we live in, don't you? With that said, guys, this is not for husbands. This episode is for my single brothers out there because I have heard you. I've heard what you've been saying. I've heard that you guys are like, listen, listen, I appreciate that you've got a being husband podcast and that's all well and good. But man, I need something for me. I can't find and I don't know how to find a, a good woman to be in a relationship with. I'm having a hard time, man. I can't even understand what you're talking about, about the marriage thing, because I don't even have a woman right now. And so this episode is for you guys, uh, because I think that that's an important question and an important thing to be thinking about is, okay, I know who I'm to be. What am I to look for? And how do I navigate that in this, you know, text and tweet and twerking world that we live in? So with that said, guys, I'm going to go ahead and jump in. First, I want to say, though, before I get into it, if you're not following me, go follow me at underscore Jonathan West, as in the direction that's at underscore J-O-H-N-A-T-H-A-N-W-E-S-T. I've got exclusive content there where it's coming behind the scenes of the Being Husband podcast, Uh, as well as it's got the general posts that go on the Being Husband podcast page about episodes that are coming out on Mondays. But with that said, I'm going to go ahead and talk to you, single man, and I want you to come have a seat next to me and let's talk a little bit about what you've been going through. So the first thing that I want to address is that I'm aware it's difficult to date in 2019. And that's really the, the discussion that I want to have. We've got, I mean, first of all, first of all, Tinder, I mean, that's where we've come to. Swiping left and swiping right on profile pictures. That's where we're at. It's a crazy world. With that said, man, dating in general is such a difficult thing because No one knows how to do it. No one has a clue. Anybody that tells you, hey, I'm an expert on women or an expert on dating is lying to you, man. They're lying. They don't know. I don't know. No one has a clue. And the reason that no one has a clue is because there's really no historically consistent information we can get about the right way to date. There's no like standard on the right way to date. Because it's such a new invention. And when I say new, I don't mean like the last 10 years, but I mean the last hundred, which is pretty new when you think about it. Um, Before that, there was mostly, you know, uh, arranged marriages. And if not full on arranged, parents were involved in the decision process. But about 100, 150 years ago, we've kind of passed that torch to the individual children to decide how it is that they want to get involved with someone so it makes it tough because it's now all on us it's a big responsibility to have and so with that and I'll talk a little bit more about the benefits of having the the old way but 
But I want to talk about another point that makes it difficult, and that's that socializing is so hard post-college or post-high school, wherever you landed on that. I mean, when you're in high school, when you're in college, you know, you're around people your same age all day, every day. But when you get into the workforce, for one, that's not appropriate to approach somebody in the workforce. But another thing is that everybody's differing ages. So you you might struggle a little bit. It might be slimmer pickings in that way. Another reason that you might say is difficult is that, you know, why can't stuff happen like it does in the movies? Girl meets the guy, you know, he's at the grocery store and she's the cashier and they look up at each other and the angels sing and the clouds open up and the lights shine down on both of them and, and they live happily ever after. Why doesn't it happen like that? Well, and the reason that it doesn't happen like that, man, is because that's a movie. <laughs> that's not real. Um, that movie is touching on an idea of romance. And, you know, romance is an interesting thing, but it just it don't last. Maybe you do meet a girl in that way. But the fact is, is that that's not what's going to hold over a relationship long term. That's not really what you need to use to evaluate whether or not you need to get in a relationship with this person, this woman or not. Okay. So that's the first thing. And or th those, that's the third thing I should say. And the fourth reason why you would say it's hard is that, man, you know what, Jonathan, I get it. I hear you that I should, you know, be looking for a wife and, and granted, let me make a quick caveat. Jonathan West is not saying that everybody, every man needs to be married. Not saying that at all. God says that that is a very special gift. He says that in the New Testament, uh, in Paul's writing. And so, and Jesus actually says it as well. So it's a special gift from God to be single. It is few and far between, but it is a special gift. So if that is a gift given to you by God, and you're sure of that, that's, you know, that's something altogether different. But generally speaking, feel free to go get married. I think that's a good idea. I think it's good for you than for you to be sitting over here burning, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean when I say burning. Okay. So, but back to the, the fourth issue and that's that I've been through the ringer. I've been in different relationships. I just can't trust these girls, man. I'm having a hard time trusting them because I just, I've been burned so bad. And to that guy, I want to say, I get it, man. I get it because dating is uh how how should I say this? You go through so many different people probably in your lifetime, from high school to college that you've dated. Maybe you've only maybe it's only been two. Like me and Leah, we started dating in high school and that was that was it. Uh, but there are other men that I know that have and have dated several several women all throughout that time and so it makes it really difficult for them to trust. And so it's with that, man, I would say to you, I get it and I hear you and I feel you. So how can I help? Well, one of the things that I'm going to tell you really quick off the top is that you guys are going to have to start vetting the women that you're getting involved with. What do you mean by vetting? Here's what I mean by vetting. When you vet somebody you assess whether or not it is a good deal. Let me say that again. When you vet somebody, you assess whether or not 
it's a good deal. I'll give you an example. When you go on a date and she says, I have a, a problem with hitting people. I'm a violent person. When she says something like that, run. You need to run. That's a part of vetting. When you get into vetting and she says, you know, I just, I, you know, I sometimes get so drunk that I don't even remember what I did the next day. And the next thing you know, I woke up in somebody else's bed. When she says something like that, like she's got that as a habit of her life, you need to run. You need to run. And that's the process of vetting. You're trying to see who this person is for real. Not who they're selling you, but who they actually are. Sometimes that takes a longer time. Sometimes that takes being the person's friend for a really long time and seeing them in different situations before you jump into a relationship with them. Sometimes it's going to take that. But I think that that's the safest and best approach when you're looking for a woman to get involved with, man. You got to vet her. That's one of the things that, you know, granted, I will say the arranged marriages weren't a good thing back in the day altogether, but at least at least they went through a litmus test. They went through a process of saying, "Okay, is it should we go with the Johnson's family or the Smith's family? Should we go with the Joneses? You know, oh, their their son's really strong. You know what I mean? There was a whole process in determining whether or not this was going to be a good fit, whether or not this was going to be something that was a good deal. And so you have to make sure that you're that you're doing that as you're going through this dating process. Second thing is, is that when you're dating this girl, try to get to know her more than just sell her you. Look, look at the date. Should you get the opportunity to have one with a girl? Look at the date as an opportunity, not for you to talk, but for you to listen. For you to sit back and actually understand. Sit back and actually assess. That goes back to the vetting thing. But what, what you're trying to do is you're trying to get to know this young lady. Don't sell her you. Let her sell herself. Or not even sell herself. That sounds bad. You understand what I mean. Let her do the talking for a little bit. You lead the conversation and you prompt the questions and, and all of that. But get to know her, man. Because if you're just, let me tell you, if you're just doing the hard sell, you're just trying to sell yourself, da, 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 all you're concerned with is the transaction. You're not concerned with the relationship. I'm going to say that again. If you're just, if you find yourself selling Right. I'm this. I'm that. I've done this. I've done that. You have turned a relationship into a transaction because your goal when you're selling is to close the deal. Your goal when you're dating is to develop a relationship. Prior to closing the deal. Does that make sense? I hope so. Third point that I would say. As you're vetting this young lady, what are the qualities that you're supposed to be looking for? I go to Proverbs 31, okay? And you guys are like, oh, Jonathan's a Bible thumper, whatever. Look, dude, this book is ancient, and it has served many people very well for millennia. So 
I'm sorry that I take a historical book serious. Forgive me. Also, this is the word of God. I believe this is the word of God. Like the creator of the entire cosmos. Inspired people to write about what and how the world works. So, yeah, I take it serious. So anyway, Proverbs 31. I won't read the whole thing. I encourage you guys to read it on your own. But here are the characteristics that a woman must have before you enter into a relationship with her. Okay. She needs to be willing to work. I'm going to say that one more time. She needs to be willing to work. Now, that does not mean that does not mean that she needs to be working outside of the house necessarily now she can she certainly can that's fine if that's what she wants to do and that's fine if she doesn't want to do here's what i'm saying she doesn't need to be lazy there's no like generally speaking like okay sunday you want to rest saturday you want to rest i get that generally speaking she does not need to be lazy okay she needs to be a worker whether that's in whether she's a stay-at-home mom or whether she's a working wife you know or stay-at-home wife however you want to say that she needs to be working either inside or outside of the home period do not abide a lazy woman don't do it proverbs 31 talks about it talks about the characteristics of this noble woman and and when you read this i need you to read it too when you read proverbs 31 and you read all the stuff that this uh, woman is doing it's insane <laughs> it's wild now caveat the woman that you're with is not going to live up to this every single day she's not she's not my my wife leah she doesn't live up to this stuff every single day i don't live up to all that i'm supposed to be as a man every single day i fall short but the general characteristic you know the general disposition of this person you know needs to be one that is willing to work Okay, I've belabored the point, but that's that's what you need to get. Get you a woman that's willing to work. Another thing that you need to have under her belt is that she needs to be mentally strong and faith wise strong. I'm talking about so strong that when she thinks about the future, she is an optimist way more than a pessimist. Let me say that again. She's an optimist way more than she is a pessimist. She looks at the future. The Bible talks about the woman, the noble woman in Proverbs 31. It says that she thinks about the future and she laughs because she's not afraid. Why is she not afraid? Because her strength and her confidence is coming from God. She knows God has given her everything she needs to take care of what she needs to take care of. She has faith that he'll continue to do that. And so when she thinks about the future, economy's collapsing. This president's getting in office. Everybody's going to hell in the handbasket. She laughs. She is not concerned because her confidence is in God. Her confidence is that he will give her what she needs. So, again, strong, mentally and spiritually strong. Another thing is, is that she needs to be kind and wise. Why did I put those two things together? 
this woman that you're looking for understands that when you're all in your feelings and da 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 that a gentle answer from her is going to calm you down and turn away wrath. Bible says a gentle answer turns away wrath. Says that she speaks kindness and wisdom to her children, teaches it. Not nice. <laughs> you guys remember my distinction about nice and kind. There's a difference. She teaches kindness, loving people. Loving people not just for the sake of having a good reputation, but loving people because that's what God requires of her. That's the kind of woman that you need. You need a woman. And then the last thing is that you need a woman. Now, here's let me do a caveat. My wife is fine. She is. She's fine. I, I, I think my wife is gorgeous. And I probably will. I know I will till the day I die. Okay. She is lovely. Everything about her. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Having said that, Proverbs 30 reads, charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. So what does that mean? What is the fear of the Lord? Proverbs says that the fear of the Lord is a beginning of knowledge. What is when you fear God, what does that produce in you? It produces humility. Your woman needs to be humble. Not boasty, not braggadocious, not so vain that she could care less about you and what you're going through and cares more about what she looks like. Your woman needs to be humble. Okay, so one more time, she needs to be spiritually and mentally strong. She needs to be willing to work either inside or outside of the house or both. But needs to be willing to work, period. She needs to be teaching wisdom and kindness being wise and kind, and she needs to be humble. That's what you need to look for in a woman. Look, you, you guys are looking for women all over the place that, that look like this or smell like that or do this or do that. Find you a woman that's got noble character, right? And you vetted her out to make sure that that's legit. You found yourself a gold mine, bro. You found yourself a gold mine. And I'm not talking about something I don't know. I'm not talking about theory. I'm talking about for real. I've got a gold mine. Do you hear me? She don't have it all together. She's not perfect. But I'm going to tell you something. My wife is strong mentally and spiritually. My wife is humble. She fears God. My wife teaches me kindness. She's always telling me, Jonathan, don't be so mean to Chanel. Don't be so rude. Be gentle. She's always talking like that. And she's always dropping little wi wisdom bombs on me. I started freaking out the other day. She said, Jonathan, why don't you just pray about it? God can handle it. She'll say stuff like that. I'm just like, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a minute. 
I'm the one with the biblical podcast. You don't get to tell me how I needed to go to God. You, I tell you how to, how to, how to do it. You know what I'm talking about? So it's just, you, you need, you need that in a woman. And I'm talking about something that I know because I've got that in my wife. She's not perfect. She doesn't have it all together. She's not your picture perfect wife or anything like that, but she's a good woman. She's a noble woman. And I trust her with my life. And that's the kind of woman that you guys need. You don't need to quit fooling around with these these women that don't have nothing in their head. They, they don't have any noble character about them. All they want you for is to see if you got some money or, or all they want you for is to see if you got some good sex for them or whatever. Leave those women behind, gentlemen. Vet out a woman. Vet out a woman and find out if she's like this and has these characteristics. Wisdom and kindness, humility, spiritual and mental strength, and that she's willing to work wherever she is. That's the kind of woman that you guys need, gentlemen. And I'm going to leave you guys on that note. Take care. Build on.